Hey, it's Padavi Kashyap. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome my lovely listeners. Today in this episode, I have a dear friend, a beautiful friend who's joining me all the way from Boston. Her name is Martina and a little bit about Martina. Martina is the creator of the Neurovisibility Method. She helps female entrepreneurs who are in their 30s and 40s accelerate the creation of their empire. It's female entrepreneurs and the empires of empire by regulating their nervous system to increase and hold their visibility. And through this, she says, they can reach outstanding levels of income and income faster. Martina is also the co-founder of the Embodied Visibility Challenge, where she teaches dozens of clients how to widen the bandwidth of their nervous system for exposure to diverse audiences. This is something she learned in her trauma-informed coaching certification, as well as in her corporate experience, where she led and held space for 20 engineers as the only female director. Martina's signature approach is all about inner work that reflects on the outside. By stabilizing nervous systems, her clients build magnetic brands that attract aligned clients. So welcome to Energize Lifestyle Podcast. And how are you doing today, Martina? Thank you, Pallavi. Thank you so much for this warm welcome. I'm doing really well. Thank you. I'm very honored and glad to be here with you and your lovely audience. So excited for our conversation. Yeah, and we are excited to have you and we have so many questions for you and your topic is so different and I'm sure it's going to be interesting as well. So before we start, uh, Martina, I, I do have, like I said, I have a list of questions, but my first question always is like, uh, I know you are wearing different, you wear different hats, like you are a wife, you're an entrepreneur, you also have so many other interests that, you know, keep you busy throughout a day to day in your, in your day to day life. So if I have to ask to pick one thing that excites you the most, what would that be? It's definitely building my business right now. So this is definitely the reason why I get up every day in the morning with uh, like huge passion and motivation. And that keeps me going. Even if I had a bad night's sleep, a hard week, or I know the day is going to be challenging, that keeps me actually going and uh, wide awake in the morning. Okay, so you are the perfect entrepreneur. I know how it feels. <laughs> and I know yes, the joy yes. you get while you do your work. And, you know, it gives that sense of fulfillment. Um, so you said you help women, but why just women? Why not men as well? Yeah, it's a really good question. Thank you. So basically, I'm, I'm focusing on women because, you know, when I started to, you know, I started out as a coach. And I felt like more inclined to help women because I'm a woman myself. You know, when I go to a, a female doctor, like a gynecologist, right? I, I w went to men, but I always asked myself, how does he know how that feels, right? Or stuff, you know? So yeah. for me, there was always this dissonance, like didn't really make sense, even though I, I still went because in my hometown, there were just a man doctor. <laughs> so to speak. But for me, naturally, when it comes to development and really empowering people, I felt in the beginning women was my game. And then obviously I had also in my like I had a few men as clients as well. So I'm not, you know, excluding anyone. Mm -hmm. But my marketing is for women because I'm a woman and I only mentor and empower people on something that I have embodied. Mm -hmm. So obviously 
you know, speaking from a woman to a woman feels for me easier. It feels for me more refreshing. Mm -hmm. And also with me understanding the difference be differences between men and women, also when it comes to business, made it for me like women have such a, I wouldn't say disadvantage, but there is such a gap that we have to um, fill in order for us women to get really like into like wealthy entrepreneurs. I feel like we have sometimes, not always, a little bit of a, a gap to fill compared to men. So I felt naturally inclined to help women. And I also believe women are the future leaders and we need more women in order to really make an impact on this whole global um, world that we are in. Awesome. I, I totally agree to what you're saying. And I love that you're choosing women. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Martina, your subject, uh, neurovisibility, uh, your, uh, the, the method that you apply is neurovisibility. So tell us, tell us something about that. Yeah, um, for sure. So basically, neurovisibility is a phrase that I coined because I feel that women, in their essence, really want to be seen. Right. We want to be seen. We want to be appreciated. We want to get the love, everything. And with this visibility, there comes a lot of fear. There comes a lot of blocks because many of us grew up in our in the childhood where visibility wasn't necessarily positive yeah. or visibility was always connected with. I have to show something right. I have to make something outstanding or I have to, you know, maybe school when you take that simple example right if i have good grades of course i want to show it right but it's always connected to something with you know accomplished and when it comes to business you know very often especially when you start out and build your business we cannot lean on this validation from the outside so we basically have to build a business that we feel good and aligned with to build in the first place and also grow into that or build this muscle of that it's safe to be seen you know without having any all the time the validation from the outside that what i do is amazing or you know i have a lot of clients coming to me or people praising me right there is not such a thing anymore you know and if it comes we have to be also a little bit detached from it because when it doesn't come or is not there at the moment you know we feel like oh something is not working oh you know we kind of collapse so I always say like we have to build an internal muscle that we fuel from the inside with our own validation, even when I don't see the results. And especially for female entrepreneurs who have an online business, you know, there's so many women who fear voicing their own opinions, their own thoughts, their own beliefs, their own values, because they feel like, oh, what if someone doesn't like that? Mm. And I help women from the basis which is your nervous system because your nervous system is always trumping your mind so it's always the first that directs you know what is safe and what is unsafe so if i build safety within being seen and in my business regardless of what's going on in the outside i can be really thriving and successful at the same time and basically neuro refers to nerves right so neuro is just the nervous system in connection with visibility. So to define that term. Yeah, so uh, visibility I understood and uh, going back to the nervous system. So what is, uh, uh, like as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we need to be visible. There are no 
two ways about it there we have to be visible so that part is clear but how does the nervous system help like is it for us when does it go when is it for us when does it go against us so and in which situation do we need to you know work on or which situation or what kind of an event do we need to work on to ensure that our business goes in the success uh, or is it's uh, marching towards success mm yeah that's a good question as well so basically your nervous system always works for you right mm-hmm. it's it's not a separate entity that's our enemy it's actually the one that does one thing it mm-hmm. keeps us safe mm-hmm. and the thing is that it sees things as a threat that are obviously not a threat cognitively we understand yeah it's actually going on the live stream nothing will happen to me but mm-hmm. there's all the psychological threats that our nervous system doesn't feel good in because of our past experiences so as an example for if, to to ground this a bit more is a little bit more than a year ago i was not able to go on a live stream on instagram or, or facebook right i was so scared to go on a live stream and if I would go, I would prepare for hours. I would even like almost write a script, right? To make sure that I have all the speaking points that I know exactly what to say in the beginning, right? So that it sounds good. And it was just because I was trained and conditioned that in school, if you are saying maybe, you know, you're, you're stumbling over your words or you have a, a pause because you have to reorganize your thoughts, this was always seen as, you know, something like not competent or you don't know something, right? Yeah. So I had to detangle myself from that. So for my nervous system, it wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. And because it wasn't safe, I didn't do it. I avoided it, I procrastinated it, or I went into perfection, right? I was preparing for a week on a single live stream for 10 minutes. And this is not sustainable. And this is also not where you will gain long-term success because you waste so much time on things you know, that you don't have because you have lots of heads to wear. Mm. So basically that's a nervous system issue. As soon as I go into avoidance, into procrastination or into overwhelm even, that's your nervous system saying, oh, there's something going, right? So these are good signs that people and especially entrepreneurs need to take seriously in order to really work that from the ground Mm. and then build on that. So, and Basically, what I did is, okay, I asked myself, what does my nervous system or my body or however you would frame it need? What what do I need in order to feel safe on a live stream? Mm. And it's not the preparation Mm. because that brought me into my head. Yeah. And then I was like learning a script. Mm. And honestly, learning a script to speak is not in alignment for me. It might be in alignment for somebody else, but it wasn't for me. Right. And I admired the coaches who went spontaneously on a live stream and whatever they said was like, wow, that landed, that landed. Right. Yeah. This is also a nervous system issue because we compare our nervous system to a nervous system of a person who has done this for five or 10 years already, you know? So, and basically what I did, what helped me because I asked myself the question, what do I need so that I feel more safe was, Hey, what about inviting a fellow coach into who I know really well for an interview? I know I can do that. I know that then there are another, there's another person who can answer my questions. And I started to do that because I knew, oh, I will come up with a question, right? So mm-hmm. I did this for two or three months. And out of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I can go live in between myself. 
right? So I, I created the safety in my nervous system to say, going on a live stream, then even like talking, like when the, you know, my guests were responding, I felt like confident to say, oh, I, I agree, or I see it this way, right? So by creating these new neural pathways, yeah. my body rewired something that was safe was unsafe before to something that felt actually juicy that felt like hey this is cool right I love it and that's how I was able to rewire that and that's an example for how you can actually create safety for something that was unsafe before so can we say uh, these uh, neural paths are something like uh, becoming habits for now Mm. absolutely perfect yes all your habits, and I'm glad that you mentioned this, all your habits, all the patterns are not coming from the mind. It's actually something that you deeply, you know, change within your nervous system. You kind of create a new bandwidth to do something on a regular, consistent basis. So a habit is absolutely something that is also really important for your nervous system because it will resort to habits. And just a question, is it healthy habit or not healthy habit, right? Do I need to change something or not? So, uh, like, one of the ways is uh, to, to do, I mean, there will be fear to do something new, to try something new, but we still have to go and do it, right? And, and yeah. when you do it and do it repeatedly is when you, I mean, it becomes normal after that. Right? Yes, exactly. It is, it is super important. So, the, the, the work that I do with my client is we cannot talk about it. We have to do it. So that's why I'm a neurovisibility strategist and not a coach. I'm strategizing, but with the strategy, we already we already tuning in into nervous system. How do you feel about this when we when we when we agree that you do it this way, right? So we're always checking in. Is there anything that contracts you? You know, and you have it's like going to the gym, right? We have to do something. We have to take action. And the nervous system always says, for me, just figuratively a big muscle that I'm training Mm. and when I say because I think your audience also can connect to that right Mm. it's like this saying that we have to be the person that we want to become right we have to act as the one that I would like to become Mm. and that's basically nothing else than shaping new beliefs habits and patterns within my nervous system Mm. for me to grow and do the thing that I want to do which is creating impact uh, brilliant points and uh, you mentioned uh, something about like oh, when earlier you were a little scared to do it because mm-hmm. you were built the way I mean not just you I mean all of us are built that way to be perfectionist like if you're going to give a speech you have to of course I mean I used to also do that probably before I started going live and doing my stuff but yeah we are brought up that way to be perfect and when we have become so great in being perfect and now we have to you know <laughs> bring up uh, take off those uh, like you know an onion shell or an, <laughs> we have to remove those layers yeah. now and when we are trying to be imperfect and that's when you know things are getting triggered again yeah. so yeah I think um, like you said it's it's all uh, first is probably awareness in in wherever we are getting stuck like how you said you listen to your body, talk to yourself, feel where there's this contraction, where there is the movement is not happening. And, and then that is, I think that's the zone of creating awareness. And from there, the, the, the next step is 
taking the step like uh, going live or you know even going to the gym for that matter uh, you also mentioned about uh, so uh, this this question before that i wanted to ask like what are those uh, are there tools that you use to you know help your clients uh, to get to that zone like okay if somebody has to go live how do they prepare themselves you know mentally and i don't think physically but mentally is more important so how do you prepare your clients if you can just briefly yeah okay yeah excellent so basically I, and i i do the same like i help them in the same way i help myself you know mm. and this, that's why i came to nervous system work because no mentor no coach helped me anymore because they said like oh it's a mindset issue right but then it's like okay hmm, my beliefs right but i also knew this is too superficial so coming back to what to do so basically, um, when it comes to going live, and let's stick with this example, because maybe some of your audiences can relate to public speaking, right? This is something like people fear more than their own death, right? Uh, yeah. Statistically speaking. Um, so basically, what I tell them is, um, for example, Instagram live has mm -hmm. this kind of um, where you can practice. So they have a mode mm -hmm. where you can actually go live. But it's not going live on your on your Instagram feed. It's just live. You can actually also um, download it on your phone, mm. and it's just a it's kind of a dry practice. So mm. it will not be streamed, mm. but you can like play around with the technicalities, right? Uh, where's the end button? Can I change the filter? Um, you know. So you first of all, if they want to do this on Instagram, this is an option that I say, hey, do this a couple of times and get acquainted with the features. Mm. And another thing is to prepare is really telling yourself, okay, can I do half a minute or a minute? What is, can I say two or three talking points, you know, that I don't have to write down, but I remember, you know, you can, you can do it in this way. Um, another thing is also to say, uh, you know, what, what do I actually, what, what is the, what is the goal with, with me going live, right? What is the thing that I want to bring across again with the, with the points? but also being aware what's going on with you when you are going live, right? Mm -hmm. Am I actually, before I do it, what happens within my body, right? So I'm not like a big fan of this saying of like, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway, mm -hmm. because it's not very nervous system friendly. And we don't wanna do something that you know, is, isn't setting you up for success, it, that it maybe sets you up for failure. So I would never say to a client, okay, now tomorrow you go live, you mm. just play around a little bit in the in the Instagram app, mm. and then you go live. I want to just understand what's going on, right? So we actually before they go and do the live stream, we explore what's coming up, what is the contraction in the body, right? What is what is the sensation? And I bring a lot of compassion in. So I want to not only create the awareness for the client by slowing down, right? So the cool thing is that we can actually, by talking about it, with them, the nervous system already doesn't really dis distinguishes whether we are really in a live stream or we're just talking yeah. about it. And this way, you know, we slow down and get curious and aware what is coming up for me. Where's the contraction, right? What, what's coming up? What's connected? Maybe a memory, right? A past memory or whatever it is. We don't have to go into any past issues, but we just want to understand and see what's, what's, what's happening in the body. And then with self-compassion, by bringing that in, 
it really helps the client to or that person to connect to themselves and, and seeing like, oh yeah, okay. I I'm like, this is maybe my my six-year-old or whatever we do here, right? It's it's different from client to client, but it's definitely slowing down and just exploring somatically with the body what is happening. Yeah, I get your point. And to anybody who's listening and who also has this fear of going live, like how you also, Martina also mentioned, go live with a friend. Uh, I think uh, I also did something similar and, uh, and, and that was my first live. And it was like, I rocked that live, you know, it was like, I didn't feel it was a live. So one of my friend invited me and, and uh, so she had a quiz going on, like she's going to ask mm. 10 questions and I have to answer. And yeah. it was, it was real fun. And I just, it was like the first time I, I told her, hey, I don't know how to go live. I don't know which button to press. Like, you know, she has to yeah. send me an invite and all that. And I was like totally clueless, but I came in, I just enjoyed. And yeah, so anybody who's listening, if you want to go live uh, with all Martina's tips and, and this tip probably you can just add on, you can just go live with your friend, any of your friend and, and just try it once. Let Don't make it a very long live just maybe for a minute or you know even 30 seconds is good enough so yeah, yeah and and once you do it i think uh, the first try time will be a little difficult or or a little scary because you're entering a an unknown zone but once you do it you'll be like oh it's easy <laughs> yes exactly and that's how i did it i did it with somebody else that i knew so your nervous system feels safe because there's co-regulation going on as well, right? If there's somebody, I mean, I wouldn't go live with somebody who is also scared or mm -hmm. going for, for the first time live. I would go with somebody who has done this a couple of times and who has fun with that because that's actually then the energy that you are like connecting to as well. And mm -hmm. the cool thing is if you go live, first of all, you, you don't have to keep it, right? So if you tell afterwards like, oh, I don't like it, you can take it off your feet. Yeah. And I also advise my clients to at least download it and watch it mm. and find one thing, minimum one thing that you genuinely liked. <laughs> that is difficult because we always yes. look, uh, uh, you know, at exactly. the flaws. Yeah, exactly. And if the client can't do that, because it's like, I can't do that. It sucked. Everything sucked. I was like, we watch it together, you know, and then we talk about it. You know, and if they still cannot connect, I will tell them, you know, because if they are too critical, mm -hmm. they are so much in their uh, protection where they feel like everything is just a mess. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll tell them what I like and I'll do this from such a genuine place with a nervous system that is deeply regulated and so like in expansion that mm -hmm. they feel that because just because you think everything sucked, it was not a good thing. That's just a sabotaging act. That's just protection. You just say that because then no one else can say it because you already told this yourself. You know what I mean? It doesn't hurt as much. Mm -hmm. If I tell myself that sucked and then you come and say that sucked, I already, you know, I already know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it sucked, right? But if I say like, oh, it wasn't that bad and I'm still like new to this and somebody comes and says like, your life was horrible. I hated it from the beginning till the end. This will hurt you. Yeah. You know? Until you are that confident as you say, like, thank you for your opinion, but I felt great about it. I still love it. Right. Oh, yeah. That's another level. And from it's another level. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. But yeah. that's where we build a gradual muscle, right? Like slowly, every time a little bit more. Mm -hmm. 
so uh, so how do we build on this uh, nervous system so that it works for us like oh, that's also one of the muscles or or building kind of a muscle like you said so what comes to my mind is also it's connected to the mindset so and when i say i talk about mindset the first thing that comes to me like i practice meditation you know so meditation mm. helps me calm down helps me focus reorganize yes. my thoughts so what are those practices that you do and you teach and help your clients with ah oh, so good questions that you're asking palavi you. your audience is in for a treat with all your questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um basically the foundation here as well for a regulated nervous system and to really rewire yourself sustainably is to really be self-compassion mm. and this is so challenging because this is something that is has been taken away from us or maybe we never even connected to it because no one really showed us that that is exactly what we need mm. so we actually kind of live with this inner critic and this inner critic gets stronger and stronger the more we advance in life, the, the older we get. Mm -hmm. And we have to dismantle this inner critic, but not with force, not with, you know, kind of um, resistance, mm -hmm. but with just being curious. And mindfulness is so important. I mean, you said you're doing like you meditate, right? So for everybody in the audience, they, where they feel like, oh, meditation is something that really helps me perfect do that right find all the ways there's yoga there's breath work there's so many things your audience for sure knows a lot about this and i also have to say that if that doesn't really help like you know where i feel this is because for a lot of people meditation is something that makes them even more agitated yeah. right it makes them even more unsafe so it's really bringing like being more mindful about what's going on inside of you and creating a little bit distance from the thoughts and beliefs. So we all know that a thought really becomes hurtful when we buy into it, when we fully take it like one to one, right? When it's like, that's exactly it. Um, and self-compassion is such a wonderful medicine because I start to become a friend that you usually are to all the people outside, right? But not to yourself. So we actually take the energy energy instead of outward, where I'm a friend and good person to everybody else and kind to everyone else around me, back inside of me. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm not kind anymore to others, but right. I feel like, okay, um, I just messed something up. Yeah, this happens, right? It's like, what what's going on inside of me? Is this, you know, this inner critic trying to kind of um, decrease the volume, mm. but not with force. But I do it usually with gratitude. It's like, thank you. Thank you. Even if my voice in the beginning was really harsh, the words that my inner critic used is something that I wouldn't even able to say here on, on this on the podcast, right? Because it's like horrible yeah. how I talk to myself. And I thought, I thought that this is the only way how I get better. Mm. Because the inner critic is nothing else than the accumulated voices from our care givers right from teachers from friends from society that we kind of integrate and then it becomes this one voice that always wants us to be faster better right more perfect but if we take a step back and we say like oh yeah you know i don't have to be perfect you know and just like 
understanding what are my what are my true values what are my needs if i understand a little bit the compasses right my values are like my northern stars then i know if we, we for example my value is is growth and with growth a lot of messiness comes in because whatever i do in my business is often a failure it often just doesn't work and instead of me bashing myself and say like oh my god this is embarrassing or what what are people thinking i was like i tried i tested this out it didn't work what is actually what is another way how can i do it i don't spend so much time at all you know telling myself what a loser i am i'm just like okay that comes with my value I think uh, the the only way to success is through mistakes. You, if you don't attempt to do it, then how are you going to even know yeah. what works, what doesn't work? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, coming back to uh, compassion, self compassion that you were explaining, I had this question myself. Like I've been listening to this topic or this these two words, loving yourself. Is it the same as self self compassion? Is it the same, or they are like cousins? yeah i would say like they are intertwined for sure yeah absolutely so self-compassion is actually you know i mean a step to get to loving yourself okay and what exactly is uh like if i have to explain somebody loving yourself like what what exactly is it uh can you explain in because i myself personally i've been looking for this answer Uh, about what is what exactly is you know what is the correct way to say that you are loving yourself well mm yeah it is a really good question for me the definition for loving myself is just accepting my humanness messiness mm-hmm. because i tell myself i'm i'm a human and i'm a mess mm-hmm. even if I, outside it looks all like more like all together right but i'm still navigating the life right i'm navigating the ups and downs of life we have all like days where we feel great expansive and we have days where we contract it because just life is 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 hard right we have to navigate pain pain is in, in, inevitable right mm-hmm. so for me loving myself is accepting myself for who i am in this very moment right and i want to make sure that I am loving my past version as much as I love my future version, because we are so much into the future, right? But mm-hmm. I also want to acknowledge my past version, let's say yesterday, where I made maybe a mistake to say, I did the best I could in that situation. Obviously, now in this moment, I can say that was maybe not the right way how to do things. Mm-hmm. But I do this with, I just acknowledge myself over and over again, hey, you are doing so much, you are navigating life, the roller coaster of life. And it's, you know, I just accept myself for this. I accept myself that I make like I go on a live stream or I gave somebody advice. And in hindsight, it wasn't the best advice, maybe, maybe, you know, so I just sit with myself and just like, it's okay. okay, I accept it. I really have accepted and I like I self forgive, I give, forgive myself, you know, for past decisions. Mm. I don't hang good. on to anything. Yeah, good one. So both in good as well as in bad. So embrace yourself or love yourself. So but yeah, both Especially, in good. Exactly, exactly. So in both, it's also important to celebrate and to really slow down and say, hey, well done. Amazing. So I'll do this. I do this regardless 
if if that was a success or if that was a failure because i don't want to go into black and white thinking that we got so condition conditioned in right whether it's, it's because if if we navigate life with good and bad this this is a categorization that's not very helpful when you as a human show up mm. you know and i don't tell myself when i'm in my business there is nothing right or wrong it's just an action and i you know analyze that if that brought me the goal, like the achievement or, you know, the, the result, or mm. I didn't. So I really detached myself mm. from bringing my human in and say like, oh, she did something. Oh my God, how could I, right? Mm. I, again, it, it comes down to my, to my values. If growth is one of my top five values, core values, of course I will mess up. You know, of course there will be a lot of pain in the growth, yeah. right? Yeah. But what is more painful? Obviously staying the same person right so it's it's also a gradual process it doesn't start like the concept of loving yourself never made sense like in my body cognitively yes maybe but not it didn't never land in my body it's something that you have to experience with small incremental steps every day again right first of all just noticing how am i talking to myself right in the good and in the bad right and then also saying this is neither good nor bad it's just a result very beautifully explained i love the, i'm loving this conversation yeah me too i uh, i was just going through one of your videos and there you mentioned something about the feminine and the masculine energies and uh, i've also heard uh, like as entrepreneurs as female entrepreneurs especially sometimes a masculine part like we have both these energies in us like it's not that a masculine will not have a fe- i mean a guy or a man will not have a feminine energy so i as a woman as a girl i'll have both the energies that's perfect but mm-hmm. what happens is as life happens one uh, one of those energies start dominating in us right uh, and and so how that impacts our business or as a female entrepreneur do you think one of the energies should be high low or should it be in moderation so tell us something on that mm-hmm. yeah that's a really amazing concept that you brought in because in this day and age especially in this industry when it comes to self development coaching your audience and you you have been come across uh, most of us i argue about the feminine and masculine energies right and for me even though it made sense, right, and the distinguishing and what are the traits, I couldn't really connect to it. Because I was like, hmm, yeah, okay, should I be more more feminine? Or when should I be more more masculine? Right? Hmm, hmm, hmm. And then when I started to discover nervous system, um, I understood and made my own point of view when it came to connecting to these energies. Because as you beautifully said, we have masculine and feminine energy uh, within us, no matter what gender we are right mm-hmm. absolutely so for me it came to the um, the hierarchy that we have within our nervous system so we have this ventral energy which is on the top of the hierarchy which is the state where we are connected for example you told me you're loving this conversation so we are both not in a state of fight or flight mm-hmm. but we are connected right we are in this ventral energy mm-hmm. and then the next step would be fight and flight and then there's freeze on the bottom so and in the end of the day, so this fight and flight is a sympathetic nervous system. So this is one branch of the nervous system that mm-hmm. helps us 
to mob to be mobilized, right? That helps us to get into action. Mm. So, and how I see the whole thing is that we have to, obviously we need both. We need the connection, right? The state of where we are like, in peace, where we are connected, where everything is just flowing. But we also need a bit of sympathetic activation to really, you know, that our like blood is pumping and, you know, going into all our limbs and we are like taking action, physical action. Mm. But what I see is that we are too much in this activation in this society nowadays, right? It's all about results, all about doing Mm. like the very masculine approach to it. So I see that the sympathetic activation, fight or flight, doesn't matter, is much of a masculine thing. Mm. And the, the feminine is more the one that is more in the, in the, in the, you know, connected, you know, where you feel like I don't have to do anything. I just feel good right now as I am, right? I don't, I don't feel like I need to do anything more. Mm. I can just call it a day, mm. stop working on my laptop and just enjoying whatever I want to enjoy, a cup of tea, cuddling with my pets, with my husband or whoever else, right? That's not when you get more into your feminine. Mm. That's where you're slowing down. Mm. Because very often coaches told me, yeah, uh, surrender to your feminine. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm. What does that mean, right? I, in, in my head, it made sense, but I didn't know how to translate that into my body. Mm. And from a nervous system perspective, now with this pyramid right where this on the top is the the, the connection mm. is where i feel like this is the feminine this is also where i'm feeling good enough where i'm feeling worthy where i feel like the world lies at my feet right and this is also where i am such a good person to be around with mm. where i can be really truly myself and i'm serving from that space state mm. when i'm obviously in my sympathetic activation, which is amazing, because again, that leads us to action, it can go a little bit more into the direction of overdoing it, competing, right? And that's then goes into a healthy masculine energy or to the unhealthy one, right? So basically, that's how I see it from the nervous system perspective. And that's where I the goal in your nervous system is not to be on the top of your bio pyramid all the time, right? Yeah. It's about understanding what do I need in this moment? Because very often we are just doing, 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 doing. And if I ask myself, my body, what do I need now? Because I feel like my productivity is low. I feel like I am my my focus is scattered all over the place. I really ask myself, what do I need? And my body tells me a cup of tea, go outside, look where your dogs are, go for a walk, maybe, you know, take a bathroom break and then sit down on the sofa, close your eyes for five minutes, take a few deep breathers, right? So, and this is where that really helps you to go from sympathetic activation back up. And this is how it's also from the, from going from a very masculine agitated place to back to your feminine, to your, you know, to the other side of the energy. I've also read, uh, just adding to this bit, uh, mm -hmm. like we always try tend to polarize like uh, south and north or let's say feminine and masculine mm -hmm. or let's say hot and cold but mm -hmm. if we really think about it in between hot and cold there is warm so energy is never uh, gets like you know from it doesn't go just exactly. in the opposite direction there is always a midpoint so you know so there is always that kind of a flow and and but we are we have learned to polarize and 
you know put it into two sides like the left wing and the right wing and all of that but yeah there is a midpoint and there is a connection so again coming back to this masculine and feminine energies uh, i mean yeah you you spoke from the nervous system point of view that's interesting that's like a new thing for me and i learned it today from you different coaches have different ways to explain it that's also another thing to look at you know you never know who is uh, who's really uh, understood it applied it and then saying it out of experience because you also know how many coaches are there out there and you know how many of the coaches are just you know they 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 learn it from somewhere and they yeah. just kind of vomited next you know so yeah yeah and regurgitation yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's it's super important and i love that you said like the north and south pole because when it comes to relationships right be it with your clients or with your wife or husband right whoever you, or your children you know no, maybe not as much yeah but let's say like with romantic relationships to stay with that when it comes to feminine and masculine energy because you mentioned female entrepreneurs right so very yeah. often you know when we are done with our work for today we go into back to our relationships right and then we are still so much in our activation so much in our sympathetic activation and then if you have a husband at home or vice versa wife right it's just like there needs a polar needs to be a polarizing energy there because if we're both in our masculine especially i noticed that with me and my husband right if i was too much in my masculine there was just i felt i felt resentful i felt like unfulfilled in the relationship yeah, but no, no no wonder because i try to be the masculine force also in our relationship and that's where i learned when i'm done with my business my husband comes home from work i you know ground myself and and do what i know helps our relationship to be a good relationship good remarriage you know so it's different for everybody depending on you know because we can also be a very masculine woman being with a very feminine man that works perfectly but i see a lot of women who are so much in the masculine mm -hmm. and then being super uh, resentful in the marriage or relationship because they feel like there's nothing there's no spark right it's just yeah. boring or it's just like whatever right so yeah yeah so female entrepreneurs watch out you need to also learn and understand about energies <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so I have this question, uh, Martina, on success, like uh, being a female and entrepreneur and also having, you know, a, a household to run. Uh, mm -hmm. If I have to ask what success means to you, how would you define that? I, I mean, uh, your perspective, it need not be like, you know, how everybody uh, thinks or understands or explains about success. For you, what is success? For me, success is when I tune into my heart and I feel the vibrancy of it. And when I feel the vibrancy of my heart, what that what that means to me is like, I feel like passion. I feel I'm fulfilled. I feel like I've got this. I feel like I can see where I'm headed, right? So on my heart, when it's vibrant, because for women, the first thing that women close very often is the heart and the throat in terms of protection. We know when you think about chakras as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I and very a lot of women have a closed heart due to many scars. Of their exactly, exactly. I used to and, be there as well. Yeah, and I mean, me too. I had my throat and my heart closed. 
So if you ask me what is success is for me, if I tune in, you know, every day and I feel my heart is rejoicing, you mm. know, and maybe not because I did something all extra, like I had an amazing successful week, but just because I love myself, I feel like, you know, I'm grateful for my life. Mm. So gratitude is always that comes with the vibrancy of my heart. Mm. And as soon as I have the vibrancy, I feel it in my heart and I feel the gratitude that comes mm. I'm success. I just, this is ticked off yeah, success. I know, right? I, I get your point. Yeah. It's the oh. best feeling you cannot buy and you cannot, you know, get it from an external result necessarily, because then it's anywhere just like, you, you know the difference, right? So this is something where you just lean back and say like, wow, I'm fucking grateful for this life, <laughs> you know, for myself or whatever. Yeah. So it's, this is my heart. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, when I listen to different people and yeah. not two people have given me the same definition and it's, it's in a way, you know, I am growing, learning from every guest that I interview, you know, and it's, it's beautiful because uh, like how we have been taught to box ourselves like oh you should like this you're this mm -hmm. person so you know we are flowing mm -hmm. you know so yeah. it's, it's really beautiful to listen to different people and and, yeah. and everybody's definition is perfect and and you know in their own way it is and and when you compile and listen to all of it you know it's like they will not sound like the ones you read in books you know, this is success. Success is when you, you know, you know what it is in in, in the real life, right? So it's it's beautiful. So yeah, thank you so much for your answer on this. Well. What is what is yours? What is your definition of success, if I may ask? I think uh, daily waking up grateful, uh, doing the stuff that I like, mm. uh, enjoying every activity that I do. And mm. by the end of the day, feeling fulfilled, feeling happy about the entire day and uh, sleeping with a prayer that, you know, uh, thank you, God, for guiding me. Thank you, universe, for guiding me. Oh. And, 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 you know, just with, with a prayer. And, you know, so and, and I also with this prayer, I'm being grateful. And I also say, please help me and guide me in my, you know, in, in the future. So I'm also protecting myself in the future so I'm grateful for what I have now and I'm also creating something you know which will be beautiful yeah. for the future as well I love it. So, yeah <laughs> yeah thank you um, yeah before I forget my next question so it's on on, on legacy like I, I know you're doing beautiful work so but how do you want to be remembered how do you think uh, you know your work will is helping so many women but how do you want to be remembered uh, I want us to be remembered as, as this person that when they were they are with me, they understand what self-love really is mm. without having to cognitively think about it. True, true, true. Exactly. This is actually how I want to be remembered. People telling me, hey, when I was with her, I felt so connected to myself and suddenly I just, you know, loved myself and accepted myself just mm. because I was in this energy. That's what I want. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and and what kind of books do you read, uh, Martina? I always ask this question because you know uh, maybe any of those the books that you mention and you know any of my audience picks it up and in you know it improves their life or it helps them or shows gives them some direction in whatever they're stuck at. So what are the let's say top two books that 
you love, I mean, any category, be it business, be it about psychology, life, relationships, any two books, your favorite books. Oh, this is so difficult because I have to narrow it down to the two books. Are you a but... book lover as well, like me? Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, my Kindle is like full of uh, books. But yeah, if it comes to my favorite two books, it's um, definitely, we talked about it um, before, it's from John Gray, Beyond Mars and Venus. Oh, okay, okay. And he brings that with you know masculine and feminine energy into very grounded mm-hmm. he speaks very grounded in that he like brings a lot of science and research in there and it really makes so much sense so when i was reading that book it was so mind-blowing i still re- like come back to that book once in a while because it's that good you know i've read it all over again and i just love it so much so this is definitely um the number one book mm. um and another book it's really hard um just looking through my um i think that's enough i don't don't struggle too much i think we'll just leave it with one book. yeah I, and then there is also another book this is these are two books so mars and venus from john gray and then from paula um so her book the book title is optimized woman Okay. And this is all about, yeah, here I have it, Miranda Gray. So both names are gray, funnily. And then Optimized Woman. And the Optimized Woman is speaking about the feminine cycle. Because what I also do is helping women to understand the feminine cycle. Because I also believe, you know, that you, when especially as an entrepreneur, working, doing the right work in the right phase of your cycle oh. will definitely work with your biology instead of against. So I definitely recommend both of those books. Um, also to men, also to your male listeners mm-hmm. to understand women better, because we need to tackle that from both sides. We also need men to understand women a little bit better. And these two books are amazing. Value bombs, at least about the cycle that you mentioned, the women's cycle. Oh, I think we can... Uh, just strategize and work best on those days when we can, you know, give our best. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's... And again, and this is like both books will help understand also your hormones. It's not very complex. So I don't like things that are too complex and mm. are not applicable for life. Mm. And again, it's working with your biology. I don't like biohacking the word a lot because it's just like hacking. But I always say like work with your with your body, with your nature, with your own biology. And then you are set up for health and wealth in the future. Perfect. I asked most of my questions that I wanted to ask and but before I leave you like this is the second last question so like Jessica asked so is there anything that I should have asked and I missed asking you so if you have anything to add or share then you can go ahead yeah this is a good question um I love it so basically i think we covered so much ground and it was such an exhaustive beautiful um conversation i just want to really reiterate um you know maybe the question you could ask was like what else besides nervous system work can we do maybe especially also as women but also as men because we need to understand this from the male's perspective as well to create more impact and a better safer world what else you know, can we do? 
to make things happen and to make that world safer. Mm. And then my answer would be definitely understand your feminine cycle. Even if you are like in your menopause or maybe you are very irregular for some women, they don't have one, right? It doesn't matter, but we are still as women, we have an infradian rhythm, which means we run on a 28 plus minus, you know, days of a cycle. Men, from a hormonal perspective, have a 24 hour cycle, mm. right? So everything that we do, the nine to five job, mm. everything like, you know, having breakfast and the lunch, and then in the afternoon, the networking, the socializing, and then the evening, the winding down, that's a very masculine way that benefits the male, but not so much the female. Mm. So understanding our own selves in this concept of our own four phases, because every phase is different, you know, one is where we are very productive, the other one is where we're very expressive, the next one is where we are very creative, and the other one is where we are most reflective. If I know in which phase I am, I also normalize a lot of things that I can do very well today, but not as good as maybe in the previous phase or in the next one, right? So, and this is super important also for men to understand so that they can become better fathers, better husbands, better co-workers, and better bosses. So we need to tackle it from both sides. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for bringing this up. You know, it's like a value add. And and, and I, I love this kind of conversations because as businesses, we always look at profits and always look at focus on sales. And, you know, we always look at certain things and like how you have brought this whole thing together like you know if you're running a business the human you you are running the business and you as a human being a female you know there are certain other things that also impact you 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 know so how you're bringing all these things together and building it and making it so beautiful i really love this conversation and i wish we had so many hours to you know continue and you know, know. yeah so uh Probably uh, we can, uh, in the future, we can look for another episode where we can elaborate more on this topic or we can add more aspects to this particular topic and, you know, bring another yeah. side to it. Yeah. So I think uh, I, I uh, covered everything from my end, at least at this point, and Martina added to what I had missed out on. So my last question is uh, for my audience who wants to reach out to you uh, where can they find you yeah so the best place is instagram or facebook so um yeah instagram handle is fem magical is f-e-m and then magical this is the place where i hang out on a daily basis i'm very active in my stories and also in my feed so that's the place to connect the most yeah the easiest so and that's why you see what i'm up to perfect and i'll also leave the links below for anybody to directly connect to you so all in all it was so lovely having you martina and i really love this conversation we had and i'm sure it's going to add so much value to my audience uh, both from the business perspective and especially to all the women women entrepreneurs fempreneurs how do you call it empire empire <laughs> yeah to all all my lovely ladies uh, do connect to martina uh, and if there's any way to support you, Martina, do let me know and we'll stay connected. And yeah, very grateful and thankful for you uh, sharing this time with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pallavi, for having me. And thank you for the audience who listened in. And 
I just have to say I'm very grateful that you have such a beautiful platform where you provide so much value for your audience and where they can connect with you and your guests in such an intimate way. And thanks for all the amazing questions. You're really, really very professional and amazing in that. So thank you. It was so lovely. All right. Thank you so much. That was a great compliment, by the way. <laughs> yes. It was a heartfelt one. I hope you yeah. feel it. I did. I did. Thank you.